chapter twelve of young people's treasury volume six famous travels and adventures by hamilton wright maybe this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b in the rocky mountains by john c fremont leaving camp about eleven o'clock on august twenty fifth we travelled a short distance down the river and halted to noon on the bank at a point where the road quits the valley of bear river and crossing a ridge which divides the great basin from the pacific waters reaches fort hall by way of the port neuf river in a distance of probably fifty miles or two and a half days journey for wagons an examination of the great lake which is the outlet of the river and the principal feature of geographical interest in the basin was one of the main objects contemplated in the general plan of our survey and i accordingly determined at this place to leave the road and after having completed a reconnaissance of the lake regain it subsequently at fort hall but our little stock of provisions had again become extremely low we had only dried meat sufficient for one meal and our supply of flour and other comforts was entirely exhausted i therefore immediately dispatched one of the party henry lee with a note to carson at fort hall directing him to load a pack-horse with whatever could be obtained there in the way of provisions and endeavor to overtake me on the river in the meantime we had picked up along the road two tolerably well-grown calves which would have become food for wolves and which had probably been left by some of the earlier emigrants none of those we had met having made any claim to them and on these i mainly relied for support during our circuit to the lake in sweeping around the point of the mountain which runs down into the bend the river here passes between perpendicular walls of basalt which always fix the attention from the regular form in which it occurs and its perfect distinctness from the surrounding rocks among which it has been placed the mountain which is rugged and steep and by our measurement fourteen hundred feet above the river directly opposite the place of our halt is called the sheep rock probably because a flock of the common mountain sheep ovis montana has been seen on the craggy point as we were about resuming our march in the afternoon i was attracted by the singular appearance of an isolated hill with the concave summit in the plain about two miles from the river and turned off toward it while the camp proceeded on its way to the southward in search of the lake i found the thin and stony soil of the plain entirely underlaid by the basalt which forms the river walls and when i reached the neighborhood of the hill the surface of the plain was rent into frequent fissures and chasms of the same scoriated volcanic rock from forty to sixty feet deep but which there was not sufficient light to penetrate entirely and which i had not time to descend arrived at the summit of the hill i found that it terminated in a very perfect crater of an oval or nearly circular form three hundred and sixty paces in circumference and sixty feet at the greatest depth the walls which were perfectly vertical and disposed like masonry in a very regular manner were composed of a brown-colored scoriaceous lava evidently the production of a modern volcano and having all the appearance of the lighter scoriaceous lavas of mount etna vesuvius and other volcanoes the faces of the walls were reddened 
and glazed by the fire in which they had been melted and which had left them contorted and twisted by its violent action our route during the afternoon was a little rough being in the direction we had taken over a volcanic plain where our progress was sometimes obstructed by fissures and black beds composed of fragments of the rock on both sides the mountains appeared very broken but tolerably well timbered august twenty sixth crossing a point of ridge which makes into the river we fell upon it again before sunset and encamped on the right bank opposite to the encampment of three lodges of snake indians they visited us during the evening and we obtained from them a small quantity of roots of different kinds in exchange for goods among them was a sweet root of very pleasant flavor having somewhat the taste of preserved quince my endeavors to become acquainted with the plants which furnished to the indians a portion of their support were only gradually successful and after long and persevering attention and even after obtaining i did not succeed in preserving them until they could be satisfactorily determined in this portion of the journey i found this particular root cut up into such small pieces that it was only to be identified by its taste when the bulb was met with imperfect form among the indians lower down on the columbia among whom it is the highly celebrated camas it was long afterward on our return through upper california that i found the plant itself in bloom which i supposed to furnish the camas root camasia esculenta the root diet had a rather mournful effect at the commencement and one of the calves was killed this evening for food the animals fared well on rushes august twenty seventh the morning was cloudy with appearance of rain and the thermometer at sunrise at twenty nine degrees making an unusually early start we crossed the river at a good ford and following for about three hours a trail which led along the bottom we entered a labyrinth of hills below the main ridge and halted to noon in the ravine of a pretty little stream timbered with cottonwood of a large size ash-leafed maple with cherry and other shrubby trees the hazy weather which had prevented any very extended views since entering the green river valley began now to disappear there was a slight rain in the earlier part of the day and at noon when the thermometer had risen to seventy nine point five degrees we had a bright sun with blue sky and scattered cumuli according to the barometer our halt here among the hills was at an elevation of five thousand three hundred twenty feet crossing a dividing ridge in the afternoon we followed down another little bear river tributary to the point where it emerged on an open green flat among the hills timbered with groves and bordered with cane thickets but without water a pretty little rivulet coming out of the hillside and overhung by tall flowering plants of a species i had not hitherto seen furnished us with a good camping place the evening was cloudy the temperature at sunset sixty nine degrees and the elevation five thousand one hundred forty feet among the plants occurring along the line of road during the day epinette de prairie grindelia squarosa was in considerable abundance and is among the very few plants remaining in bloom the whole country having now an autumnal appearance in the crisp and yellow plants and dried up grasses many cranes were seen during the day 
with a few antelopes very shy and wild august twenty eighth during the night we had a thunderstorm with moderate rain which has made the air this morning very clear the thermometer being at fifty five degrees leaving our encampment at the cane spring and quitting the trail on which we had been travelling and which would probably have afforded us a good road to the lake we crossed some very deep ravines and in about an hour's travelling again reached the river we were now in a valley five or six miles wide between mountain ranges which about thirty miles below appeared to close up and terminate the valley leaving for the river only a very narrow pass or canyon behind which we imagined that we should find the broad waters of the lake we made the usual halt at the mouth of a small clear stream having a slightly mineral taste perhaps of salt four thousand seven hundred sixty feet above the gulf in the afternoon we climbed a very steep sandy hill and after a slow and winding day's march of twenty-seven miles encamped at a slough on the river there were great quantities of geese and ducks of which only a few were shot the indians having probably made them very wild the men employed themselves in fishing but caught nothing a skunk mephitis americana which was killed in the afternoon made a supper for one of the messes the river is bordered occasionally with fields of cane which were regarded as an indication of our approach to a lake country we had frequent showers of rain during the night with thunder august twenty ninth the thermometer at sunrise was fifty four degrees with air from the northwest and dark rainy clouds moving on the horizon rain squalls and bright sunshine by intervals i rode ahead with basil to explore the country and continuing about three miles along the river turned directly off on a trail running toward three marked gaps in the bordering range where the mountains appeared cut through to their bases toward which the river plain rose gradually putting our horses into a gallop on some fresh tracks which showed very plainly in the wet path we came suddenly upon a small party of shoshone indians who had fallen into the trail from the north we could only communicate by signs but they made us understand that the road through the chain was a very excellent one leading into a broad valley which ran to the southward we halted to noon at what may be called the gate of the pass on either side of which were huge mountains of rock between which stole a little pure water stream with a margin just sufficiently large for our passage from the river the plain had gradually risen to an altitude of fifty five hundred feet and by meridian observation the latitude of the entrance was forty two degrees in the interval of our usual halt several of us wandered along up the stream to examine the pass more at leisure within the gate the rocks receded a little back leaving a very narrow but most beautiful valley through which the little stream wound its way hidden by different kinds of trees and shrubs aspen maple willow cherry and elder a fine verdure of smooth short grass spread over the remaining space to the bare sides of the rocky walls these were of a blue limestone which constitutes the mountain here and opening directly on the grassy bottom were several curious caves which appeared to be inhabited by root diggers on one side was gathered a heap of leaves for a bed and they were dry open and pleasant on the roofs of the caves i remarked bituminous exudations from the rock 
the most remarkable feature of the pass is the standing rock which has fallen from the cliffs above and standing perpendicularly near the middle of the valley presents itself like a watch-tower in the pass it will give you a tolerably correct idea of the character of the scenery in this country where generally the mountains rise abruptly up from comparatively unbroken plains and level valleys but it will entirely fail in representing the picturesque beauty of this delightful place where a green valley full of foliage and a hundred yards wide contrasts with naked crags that spire up into a blue line of pinnacles three thousand feet above sometimes crested with cedar and pine and sometimes ragged and bare the detention we met with in opening the road and perhaps a willingness to linger on the way made the afternoon's travel short and about two miles from the entrance we passed through another gate and encamped on the stream at the junction of a little fork from the southward around which the mountains stooped more gently down forming a small open cove as it was still early in the afternoon basil and myself in one direction and mr pruss in another set out to explore the country and ascended different neighboring peaks in the hope of seeing some indications of the lake but though our elevation afforded magnificent views the eye ranging over a long extent of bear river with the broad and fertile cache valley in the direction of our search was only to be seen a bed of apparently impracticable mountains among these the trail we had been following turned sharply to the northward and it began to be doubtful if it would not lead us away from the object of our destination but i nevertheless determined to keep it in the belief that it would eventually bring us right a squall of rain drove us out of the mountain and it was late when we reached the camp the evening closed in with frequent showers of rain with some lightning and thunder august thirtieth we had constant thunderstorms during the night but in the morning the clouds were sinking to the horizon and the air was clear and cold with the thermometer at sunrise at thirty nine degrees elevation by barometer five thousand five hundred eighty feet we were in motion early continuing up the little stream without encountering any ascent where a horse would not easily gallop and crossing a slight dividing ground at the summit descended upon a small stream along which we continued on the same excellent road in riding through the pass numerous cranes were seen and prairie hens or grouse bonus umbellus which lately had been rare were very abundant this little affluent brought us to a larger stream down which we traveled through a more open bottom on a level road where heavily laden wagons could pass without obstacle the hills on the right grew lower and on entering a more open country we discovered a shoshone village and being desirous to obtain information and purchase from them some roots and berries we halted on the river which was lightly wooded with cherry willow maple service berry and aspen the barometer indicated a height of five thousand one hundred seventy feet a number of indians came immediately over to visit us and several men were sent to the village with goods tobacco knives cloth vermilion and the usual trinkets to exchange for provisions several of the indians drew aside their blankets showing me their lean and bony figures and i would not any longer tempt them with a display of our merchandise to part with their wretched subsistence when they gave as a reason that it would expose them 
to temporary starvation a great portion of the region inhabited by this nation formerly abounded in game the buffalo ranging about in herds as we had found them on the eastern waters and the plains dotted with scattered bands of antelope but so rapidly have they disappeared within a few years that now as we journeyed along an occasional buffalo skull and a few wild antelope were all that remained of the abundance which had covered the country with animal life End of chapter twelve